After all the lies we heard on COVID, and then having to watch Klaus Schwab's boys, Putin and Zelensky, going at it, just to try and create a food shortage worldwide, there is another lie they are peddling. One that, at first glance, doesn't seem to be a non-truth or propaganda. But like all world leaders' projects, they are all aimed at one purpose, to introduce the Great Reset, or at least a world as close as can be to the Great Reset. This lie, masquerading as the truth, is, of course, climate change. Welcome to another episode of Truth Be Told. In today's episode, I'm going to show you how they turned what seemed like junior school science into one of the greatest lies ever bestowed on a worldwide public. So we've been told for decades now that if the world doesn't change course quickly and dramatically, the fundamental systems that support human civilization are at serious risk. It's been pumped out to us on a daily basis on our propaganda television sets. If we don't change our ways, we are likely to see hundreds of millions of coastal communities wiped out with rising sea levels. In the coming centuries, we've been told cities like New York, Miami and Washington in the US and European cities like London and Venice will be underwater. This is a planetary emergency, we've been told. They also said that there is widespread scientific agreement that this is the most immediate threat to life as we know it. We repeatedly hear that by the time for debate has passed, has long passed, we're told the debate is now over. We're also told that 97% of scientists believe climate change as we know it is real. The activists tell us the time is now if we want to act. And if we don't act now, it's going to be too late. All this is, of course, a lie. Prominent scientists from around the world reject claims of a climate catastrophe. In fact, a growing number of experts see the whole issue as a sleight of hand by our governments or a climate change con. All we've been hearing for years now is we're on the brink of extinction unless we get in on the game, the climate con game. When the people pushing you to get into the game, you know, the ones who are predicting all these catastrophes due to global warming, when they don't show their cards, so to speak, it's usually a con. Global warming or climate change, as they now call it, is just another con. We are being told we need to get rid of the fuels that power our homes, our cars and our places of work. Our very cities 
and our failing economy. If we just follow into this like sheep without seeing all the cards, without a public scientific debate, seeing all the evidence and listening to all the experts, then we surely walk blindly yet again towards a world of total obedience and a totalitarianism that nightmare George Orwell once wrote about. Carbon ration credits are being talked about already for every man, woman and child on the planet. Like I said earlier, we have been told that nearly every <clears throat> scientist on the planet agrees that climate change is happening like we are led to believe it is happening. But do all scientists agree? Well, they said that 97% of scientists agree about their theory on climate change. But what they didn't tell, tell us is there were only 77 scientists present at that poll and less than 20% of them worked on climate. Now any scientist worth his salt will tell you that science to do with the climate is one of the most complicated of all the sciences and there are very few experts on this planet. And my betting is among the 20% of scientists that actually worked on climate there were there were zero experts present in the poll that day. One of the men tasked with trying to sell us this lie was Al Gore, if you remember. He made millions and millions of dollars after his scam. No doubt buying shares in eco-friendly companies. They all do it. Whatever crisis these people could jump all over, or in most cases create themselves, they are the ones making a profit from it. Always follow the money. Apply simple logic to most things in this world and you can't really go wrong this is why your first instinct is the one to pay attention to the most between 95 and 97 percent of scientists agree that climate change is happening now 97 percent of experts say this three percent say that and conservatives are saying I'm going to go with the 3%. That's not conservative. That's Trotskyite radical. Um, I'm an AP environmental science teacher, so I teach high school environmental science. And yes, we like to tell our students that the majority of science, all of them, in fact, do agree. I, I wanted to have it smart scientists, 10 out of 10 smart scientists agree. Uh, if we'd had this interview, Mark, 10 years ago, I would have said, I've never thought about climate. I assume uh, all the scientists who are reporting and telling the president and the prime minister of England are right. I didn't have any reason not to accept the judgment of my colleagues. You know, the consensus and the whole IPCC process. And, you know, I bought into it. You know, don't trust what one scientist says. Trust what these hundreds, thousands of international scientists have come up with with years of deliberation. When somebody asked me eight or ten years ago, Leighton, what's causing global warming? I said, well, I guess it's carbon dioxide. That's all I'd ever heard. Any wisps of doubt that human activities are at fault are now gone with the wind. So I bought into that and supported the consensus. You think it's global warming? Yes. Well, yes. yes. Do you, James? Yeah. We're unanimous. We all think it's global warming. Back to CO2 levels with us being told rising CO2 levels are a bad thing. Let me explain. 
when CO2 levels in the atmosphere have risen and the earth the earth's temperature has also risen they would have you believe that CO2 levels rising is the sole factor why the earth's temperature has risen but it's just one out of many hundreds of reasons why the earth's temperature may be rising and an extremely small percentage too Al Gore famously famously explained with his famous graph back in the early 2000s that if we carry on how we are then by tw uh, 2006 the co2 levels would be 400 parts per million in the atmosphere but scientists say this means the earth is currently in a co2 famine at 400 parts per million history proves their theory wrong too as at the time of the last ice age, the CO2 levels were 10 times higher than they are today. And an ice age occurred, meaning the earth got cooler. You don't really have to be a scientist to work that one out. You just have to apply basic logic. That's a marketing, that's an advertising ploy. I don't think it means anything. I don't think 97% of people who look at the climate data critically share the opinion that anthropogenic emissions of CO2 is a primary driver of climate. The 97% uh, estimate is bandied about by basically everybody. Uh, I had a close look at what this study really did. So as far as I can see, this estimate just crumbles when you touch it. None of the statements in the papers is supported by any data that is actually in the paper. But this 97% is essentially pulled from thin air. It's not based on any credible uh, research whatsoever. Remember, logic just wins the day here. Here are just a few of the hundreds of factors most playing a much bigger part in helping the Earth's temperature rise. The sun, for instance. The sun is one of the key drivers Al Gore tries to diminish. Volcanoes and the lack of atmospheric dust have had a massive impact on our climate. Cosmic rays, the solar system impacts even the tilt of the Earth's axis all have a big part in climate change. There's also atmospheric circulation. There's also water vapour and methane. Yes, cows shitting and farting all day long has an impact, but plays a minute factor compared to the others, as does burning fossil fuels. You have clouds and reflectivity of the Earth and ocean ocean cycles the list is enormous but these scientists only look at co2 levels as the one and only cause climate is the most complex coupled non-linear chaotic system known to man of course there are human influences in it nobody denies that but what outcome will they get by fiddling with one variable at the margins? I'm sorry, it's scientific nonsense. The climate system is extremely complex. It's virtually impossible to think of doing an experiment where we'd be able to tweeze out the impact of CO2 versus the hundreds of other variables at work. Because we've only been shining our flashlight on one thing, let's see, human, carbon dioxide and aerosols we've been neglecting a whole lot of other things like the sun's influence on climate is carbon dioxide the control knob i don't see anything in the long-term geologic record 
to support that conclusion. CO2 is one of many, many, many variables that influence the Earth's temperature. We have a situation where, when all these factors come together, the sun, the CO2 levels, atmospheric circulation, all of them, they all come together and create climate change. Not just the 0.001%, which is rising CO2 levels. Look what happens when CO2 levels do rise. The earth grows trees and plants and gets greener and greener and greener. Basic science. The abundance of vegetation. The earth has experienced these last few thousand years is because CO2 levels have risen. But as climate experts will tell you, CO2 levels are still very low to what the earth has experienced in the past. Back in 1978, climate experts believed the next ice age was on its way and imminent. So before burning fossil fuels caused global cooling, and now they are causing global warming. The 70s global cooling scare was also widespread and another con. Thomas Jefferson once wrote in his diary, I remember when I was a small boy, say 60 years ago, snows were frequent and deep every winter. A change in our climate is taking place. Snows are less frequent and less deep. That was Thomas Jefferson. So this would be a, around the year 1750. Sir Joseph Banks, president of the UK Royal Society back in 1817. Now he wrote, a considerable change in climate must have taken place in the polar regions. The Greenland seas have been covered in ice, which has in the last two years entirely disappeared. Dr. Robert Giegenkack, Chair of the Department of Earth and Environmental Science at the University of Pennsylvania. Are you afraid of rising CO2 concentrations? No. No, I'm not. CO2 is not the villain that has been portrayed. CO2 is a greenhouse gas. It does trap some heat, but its ability to trap more heat declines logarithmically. The fact that there was both higher temperatures and an ice age at a time when CO2 was 10 times higher than today fundamentally contradicts the certainty CO2 emissions are the main cause of climate change. Water is the most important greenhouse gas by far. I'm impressed by the fact that the present climate, from the perspective of a geologist, is very close to the coldest it's ever been. The concentration of CO2 in the atmosphere today is close to the lowest it's ever been. We are currently living on a carbon dioxide-starved planet, and were we to double carbon dioxide in the atmosphere, which is the figure everybody fears, that would be a small step back towards restoring the amount of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere. You can't use carbon dioxide to control the climate. The plants are growing more robustly, food crops, the trees, the forest. Earth has been getting greener and greener and greener. We're just fertilizing the plants. So the idea that doubling carbon dioxide is going to be environmentally catastrophic, it's not even wrong. It's just a silly idea. Silly ideas apart, so if we fast forward to 1988 and the UN formed its climate panel, the IPCC. 1988 was also the year that NASA's James Hansen testified to Congress 
about the urgency about climate uh, climate change or global warming, as they called it back then. It was orchestrated in part by then Senators Al Gore and Timothy Worth. It was the key moment when global cooling was officially put to bed and the conversation about global warming began. So years down the line in America, a PBS Frontline episode lifted the curtain on the sort of illusions the politicians employed to kickstart their climate campaigns. Like I said earlier, these people will jump over any kind of crisis, however big, however small, to get what they want. So what is the truth about climate change? Satellite monitoring of the Arctic ice began in 1979. This was at the end of a 40-year cooling cycle that the Earth experienced when fears of a coming ice age were at its height. You have to look at it in the longer perspective. And in that longer perspective, we know that there was as little or less ice in the Arctic Ocean back in the 1930s and early 1940s as there is today. Back then, the North Pole lost a third of its area and 40% of its thickness. And it didn't cause a huge amount of problems with either polar bears or anything else. In 1950, there were 5,000 polar bears roaming the planet. Fast forward five decades, and their population has only continued to grow, with the figure today around 32,000. And they literally made the polar bear their poster boy. So what can we understand about how they fooled everyone with what they said was a consensus of science? Remember the 97% of supposed climate experts' opinions? Science does not function by consensus and most certainly not by politically driven consensus. In fact, the history of consensus in science is terrible. From Galileo right the way through the beginning of the 20th century, 95% of scientists for goodness sake believed in eugenics. If we were to really do our homework and leave no stone unturned, there are still unanswered questions. Questions like how was most of the scientific community fooled? And why do they all seem to agree? So basically what you get is you get hundreds of scientists that just repeat what they've heard. You know, in the medical community, it might have been years ago, you know, all, all medical experts, all doctors agreed that stomach ulcers were caused by, you know, stress and spicy food. Professor William Schlesinger, who served as a UN climate panel lead author, freely admits that very few UN scientists are climate experts. <laughs> There's actually a huge range of different disciplines represented there. I, I, I'm going to have to give you a guess. Um, that's something on the order of 20% that have some dealing with climate. The, the fact that there are people sort of who are nominally there does not really mean that they support what is going on. Uh, I mean, working group two is essentially run by a, a small clique uh, of people. Automatically, a small group forms uh, that runs the thing. And unfortunately, those, those, that small group, I would think are not the most representative uh, or the most balanced uh, or the most unbiased uh, of people. There is no doubt that we beat up our planet and we could all do more to stop this. Stop making plastics that end up swimming in our oceans. Stop cutting down the rainforests. The list goes on and on. 
but the fact remains rising CO2 levels are not the cause of climate change. We don't need electric cars and to stop burning fossil, fossil fuels to realise this. The conclusion that we all should come to is this. Well, I come to it anyway. Yes, CO2 levels are rising very slowly, but they are rising. But it's only one minute factor why the Earth's temperature is rising. Like explained, there are hundreds and hundreds of other variables, most of which cause a temperature rise much more than the CO2 rise does. Because burning fossil fuels does account for part of the reason for rising CO2 levels. It does not mean that rising CO2 levels are the main cause of climate change. Yet again, a man-made crisis being jumped all over, lied about with bad science, I might add, by scientists, none of which are climate experts. All this done to just follow an agenda, an agenda that wants us all to live in eco-tower blocks, in eco-cities with a Chinese-style credit system, with a central bank digital currency, with digital ID systems and vaccine passports and climate carbon credits. Total control, absolute total control over every aspect of our lives. Do you really want to live in a world like that? They are now so desperate, they are even willing to throw a non-scientist child into the equation to try and get you to comply. Yes, Greta Thunberg. Interestingly, Greta Thunberg's handler right from the beginning was a woman named Louisa Marie Neubauer. Now she is an operative working for George Soros and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. And she is also related to the Rothschild dynasty. I'll leave it there. Thanks for listening. Until next time, toodle fucking do.